0: What is going on, soccer fans? And welcome to the number one soccer specific podcast in Northern California, the Sacktown FC podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Check them out today at roughneckscarves.com and raise your game. My name is Luis, and today I'm joined by my co host John and also our friend from Fairweather Podcast in San Diego, Marissa. How's it going?
1: Yo, yo, yo. I'm What's here.
2: Up? I'll I'll do the Allen uh the Allen mix for the
1: soundbite
0: later on. Yes. Yes.
1: Uh, uh, we are not live, but I am live with you guys right now.
0: There we go.
2: We we are live to some extent. We're we're yeah. communicating, right? So Yeah. <laughs> but it's all good. No, everything uh I don't know about you, Marissa. It's uh, a little warm here, hundred and three. Mm-hmm. up in northern california it might be a little less maybe 70s right down in uh sunny san diego
1: you know it's funny because i don't i have my phone on celsius because i traveled to canada in january and then london in february and then COVID hit so i decided to just keep it celsius so it's 21 celsius so i don't know do your conversions right now but i think it's one plus
2: uh, one is three i'm not going anywhere with it I We're think okay. it's
1: 70 it's 70 but yeah, yeah was, it, was, it, it was definitely a little warmer today but yeah oh, it's
2: a heat wave at 70 in san diego
1: <laughs>
2: acs yeah. turned down to 50 and yeah, living in an igloo we
1: don't have ac in san diego like That's, y'all it's
2: true it's true it's <laughs> a
0: necessity here you need it otherwise yeah. i don't know i don't know if you can really function right <laughs> Uh So before we get started, you know, we wanted to invite you all to check out our sponsor of the show, Reboot. Um, Once again, you know, our podcast is powered by Reboot. Reboot is a nonprofit organization whose sole purpose is to help more kids play soccer while creating opportunities to practice generosity, empathy, and leadership. Uh, Check them out today at reboot.soccer, where you can find out more ways to be a part of the program and help Reboot your community today. guys want to follow them on on social media they can be found on twitter and instagram both on as at you can reboot and also on their website reboot.soccer and yeah that's the website reboot.soccer so please check them out and uh, learn more about what reboot is all about yeah so so tonight we're gonna talk about the loyal match
2: that just took place this past weekend down at uh torero stadium in san diego where it was kind of a, a lackluster uh, effort in in that idea. We'll also look at the cancellation uh, that took place this past week with uh, Orange County having them uh, show up only to be sent home 30 minutes before the game. And we'll also preview the Timbers 2 match this coming Saturday. Hopefully we get some points out of there. But uh, as Luis had already mentioned, Marissa from the Fairweather Pod as well as Western Conference Women Podcast. Uh, is joining us via the Makuni Dreamline, and so she will be working it with us over the next probably 10 minutes to discuss this loyal match. So uh, Luis, why don't you uh, go ahead and get us started, introduce us to this, uh, this snooze fest of a, of a nil-nil draw.
0: <laughs> oh man, I mean, I do have to say, I mean, it, it was it was a pretty close game. I think uh, any one of both teams could have won it, uh, true, true. Sacramento did have a lot more opportunities, as has been the case, I think, with us in the past uh, couple of matches. So sad mm-hmm. to see that, you know, we're pretty much almost just talking about the same uh, story that, that we've been talking about um, recently. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it's it's really all a matter of the team being able to score a goal and break loose of that, you know, score list uh, streak that they have going on. And, uh, yeah, I mean, th- th- this game presented itself, I think, with uh, – Man, with a lot of opportunities on, on both ends on the, during the first half, uh, I, I could think of different opportunities that San Diego had that I think that they, you know, they didn't take advantage of. But had they been a little more on, on target, I think we would have been down uh, during halftime. Uh, but overall, I saw two teams that really wanted to win it. I saw uh, I saw some of the Sacramento um, players actually giving it there all to the point where, you know, we did get some cards. Like I could go back and, uh and uh, think of that uh, tweet that I did on a uh, camera, not actually deserving that Yale card, which Alan from Fairweather had his own thoughts on that. And we went back and forth uh, on Twitter, but you know, at the end of the day, I think the players are really trying to press and really trying to, to get that goal. And I think that they're going through a lot of pressure and, you know, we, We've been seeing that, you know, they, again, it's the second game where they can't score. It's the second game where we can't get a win. Um, and and so I think it's it's understandable for the players to to be, you know, displaying that attitude. And, and to a certain extent, it might seem like, you know, it, it wasn't like a, a fair play moment when Cameron did that. And I had my own thing with the commentators because they claimed it was a red card for Walsa. They claimed, you know... It, he went straight to the goalkeeper, but I, I just, you know, again, I just want want to just say that I think that they weren't trying to, you know, play in the wrong way. You know, they were just trying to, to make sure that they got the goal, you know? And so when, once you start doing that, once you start um, pressing like that, then those things are bound to happen. You're bound to, you know, get an unintentional foul. And, and so That's, that's the way I see it. I mean, not, not to, you know, like defend them too much, but, but I just think that's what's going on. Yeah. But, (laughs) but, you know, I want to place it on, again, the the team not being able to score in two games and, and, and all that too. But yeah, I I mean, other than that, I I really like the, the reactions from the coach. Uh, I don't know if uh, you guys are able to hear, but coach Briggs was like just shouting at the players throughout the game too. I can recall one moment where uh, there was a moment where one of our players was uh, being essentially, you know, behind the San Diego player. And, and, you know, it could have been one of those classic plays where easy foul, they push him and then they just fall and they go on to the other side. But coach constantly screaming at that player, like, don't foul, don't foul. You know, you got them on their end, you know, try and steal it. You know, you you got them, you know... Uh, in that perfect spot and so I think it was good to see the coach uh, reacting that way and and definitely you know hearing him out in this match I think more than previous matches I don't know if maybe the stadium had something to do with it maybe there's more echo or not but but I think other than that I mean again it's it's the same thing we saw from the team in in the past couple games Uh, and so I'll have to say it again as I said uh, in the last episode but this team needs to score a goal, and then after we score a goal, I think they're gonna have more confidence moving forward. But if we don't get that goal anytime soon or if we get another loss, then it's it's just gonna be like a domino effect, I think, and it it's we're gonna struggle this season
1: yeah i I agree with that we need to score a goal, even though I'm speaking for a different team, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um. I don't know if you if you want me to interject on what uh, Cameron did, but uh, when I was there, obviously uh, we are able to go to the match as media members. So, um, you know, with the safe distance, wear a mask, all that stuff. So um, we are able to get a little bit of perspective from, you know, from the sideline, I guess, like we're in the stands, but we can hear everything um, that the coaches are saying. Like you said, the Town FC coach was he was yelling a lot with uh towards your players um because you would dribble a lot and then not pass it so like it, the possession was there but like not getting to the point where you could make a run um and i heard that a lot he was very frustrated like with um the guy on the left down the left i think him ash ash uh, yeah ash, ash or whatever yeah but he kept saying ash ash and i was like who is that (laughs) so yeah um but you know i think the same frustrations on our side uh were were there too like we i think dominated in terms of possession but if you can't convert when it matters down towards you know towards the other goal like it doesn't make any sense like it's it's like cool we, we got the ball yay and we're making good passes and we're defending properly but if you can't score then what's the point i mean we still sit at the top of the, our group but that could change very quickly with uh, all the close matches coming up so
2: yeah it could have it could have it could easily change overnight phoenix is you know last time they they lost to orange county they went on a on a 20 plus game run anybody recalls that and now they're starting to kind of get their groove i think they're mad you might see them start to take over on top of the table you know and orange county still hasn't had very many matches under their belt besides phoenix twice and then Mm -hmm. the match against sacramento being canceled so there's there's a lot that group b is going to be uh it's gonna be a hard one it's Mm -hmm. gonna come down to the end especially if san diego can keep taking points from matches whether it's a a draw you know you want to see wins and that's mm-hmm. going to be a hard group to get wins in with Las Vegas uh, being the only group that you know you're going to get wins out of. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen the rest of the loyal schedule, but for Sacramento, you've got you know you're done playing Group B teams. You lost, you draw, and then you have to do makeup. But you still have Reno who is catching up right now. They're they're getting fired. They they're they're hitting on all cylinders. You've got Portland who I don't even know why bother showing up. Thanks for coming. And, you know, Tacoma, who is demolishing Portland as we speak, it's probably 5-0 now. But uh, it's just that's, that's the law of the land. Now, this match, I think both teams needed to get points. They needed to get all three points. They didn't need to split and leave one on the table. And for them to do that, it's concerning because no goals are scored. They It's almost like a chess match that didn't go any direction. You were there, Marissa. Was the game? It, I felt like the whole game was just a midfield battle. There was yeah. nothing real credible. Yeah, you had a couple of yellows for going at the goalie. That's mm-hmm. that's a sign of, of going forward ish. Yeah. But what were your thoughts and takeaways being there?
1: Yeah, so um, two matches ago uh, when we played Los Dos, we were getting murdered like in the middle. Like they were just taking every opportunity to like uh, control the middle. And then we improved obviously during uh, the last match uh, with lights. It was our rematch of our home opener back in March and they did it again this time and they controlled the middle and it was really good with Charlie Adams and um, Colin Martin. Um, But then they couldn't make, they couldn't convert any chances. And I think to me, had a chance. And then uh, Ben Spencer had, had a chance that, that I thought was going to be, you know, a goal. Um, he, he was like one-on-one there with the defender at the end and he hit it with his left foot and it just went over, right over the goal. And I was just like, okay, like, cool. Like, you know, this is our chance. And, you know, we got um, total shots. We had five total shots and only two on target. So those were the two ones, you know, and it was like, kind of like, okay, well like we need more shots and you guys had so you had only possession we had more possession but you had 11 shots Mm -hmm. so you had way more chances They didn't convert thankfully but uh um and there was only three shots on target so like cool you had those opportunities but if you can't convert then what's what's the point you know what i mean so um, that's my main takeaway. And then I think the, um, the stars of our, of our game were, were, um, Grant Stoneman and Emma Clementa, who I know Clementa played on Sacramento last year. So I think there was a little bit of bitterness, <laughs> I think, uh, on the field. Cause there was, I mean, there was so much like the fouls and like the, the, the talking, <laughs> s talking i don't know if it's like uh censored on here or not but yeah it's like uh it's just like you know hearing that being there at the at the match i think i don't know if if they mute it on the tv or not because i did watch the replay and i didn't hear a lot of it but like being there you just see such a different perspective and like you know what their gameplay is what their plans are um from minute by minute, you know, and it's frustrating because you see everything that you're trying to put in place and you hear the coaches telling them to make changes. And then it just never converts to something. So it's an interesting perspective to be there and not like be distracted by like drums or cheering or, you know, uh, advertisements or something, you know, if there was a real match going on.
2: They, they muted by 30 seconds. So the delay from, the game itself when you're there live to cause I mean, I've the three games I've been to well, two have been very, uh, spirited conversations. You could say players <laughs> on players. Yeah. Players on players on their own team against the, the coaches going back and forth. And it's been very, uh, there's definitely some words that you don't want to teach your, your six year old. So I'm glad they, they delay it to mute it. But, it's interesting. I I really enjoy, I don't know if you do Marissa, but I enjoy being at those matches just Mm -hmm. to hear the coach and hear the communication. Mm -hmm. You know, I would much rather have that than, you know, Mm -hmm. right now, obviously, but then the drums Mm -hmm. that I can hear and kind of take away a little bit more from the game.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree on that part um, to hear Landon, um, you know, talk about what's going on and you know they're very much they are it's spirited language on the sideline and i think at one point landon got a yellow uh, or oh, yeah. i think the he did i think did the ra- I, I think he like uh gave a yellow to the whole bench like so i think nate and oh. landon from what the commentator said because like i don't but i because landon was like sitting down and so was nate um, and so I don't know exactly who got it, but like definitely Landon was really upset when that one uh, challenge was uh, on John, John Kempen and he was like, you're gonna ruin his life if he, <laughs> if he hits, you know, if they don't go take care of his head injury. And like, I looked at it, I thought it was like super serious based on like, you know, the instant being there. And then when I saw it on replay, I was like, okay, maybe he just like had a knee to the head, like it, it looked like he went and like kicked it and then like kicked his head too. So I was like really pissed off too. Cause I was like, how the <laughs> hell is he get to do that? But then I watched the replay and I was like, okay, it's, it's an unfortunate collision. Um, I don't know. Like you can watch it over and over again, but um, I guess, you know, I reward the hustle from Cameron, but it I do take a little bit of bias like Alan did. Uh, towards our goalkeeper. And I think uh, Grant Stobin stepping up and saying, you know, get off our guy and stuff like that was really, really cool. He definitely stepped in for that moment.
2: See, so, yeah, and, and for me, the it was a matter of, you know, you play, you're forward, you have to know the limits. You have to know what, what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. right? You don't, you you don't go up on a keeper like that. No matter, you know, yes, I understand it's a pro game and and hustle matters, but mm-hmm. you also have to think of the safety and the well being of everybody else that's around you, especially right. yourself. You go in and you do that tackle or you, you make that challenge and you come out worse for wear. It makes you look really bad and the mm-hmm. keeper gets a bad rap, right? So you just have to be careful. I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
2: anytime you have those 50, 50 challenges and, and you go in too hard, you just have to be, you have to be mindful of, of, the situation and, and what you're getting yourself into mm-hmm. i i encourage i I'm, i appreciate the hustle but you also as a, as a forward know you're going to get carded for that and yeah. you want to make sure you uh you you take so your you pace yourself do
1: you think the yellow was deserved or because people were calling for a red on that
2: that's hard i mean in those scenarios a red card like that's a, that's a game alter and, and it didn't mm-hmm. from the tv standpoint it didn't look that vicious however if i'd been in the stands I'd probably be saying the same thing like red because I don't have the luxury of going back to watch it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I understand the frustration from the the commentators. I understand the frustration from the bench Mm
3: -hmm. and
2: even the fans. You're there, you're you're witnessing this. You're like, Oh, well that's, Mm -hmm. that's a red straight red. But then Mm -hmm. as you watch on TV, it's like, okay, the referee had a good angle. He saw the play work up and determined it to be appropriate for yellow, which it was, but had it been a red, you know, I, I can't feel sorry for the forward. You know better. You have to know better.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: And I think on that note too, I mean, I I don't know about you guys too, but I'm sensing that like it seems to be a bit frustrated, I think. And we've, we've been noticing this for last couple of games, you know, where nothing really seems to be working out for him too. And And I think that frustration may have also been reflected, you know, in that play too. And the fact that, you know, he's trying to go all out. He's trying to get that goal. Uh, it's It would be, you know, his uh, 58th goal. And so it, it seems like he, he's been like that this season, too. Uh, and, you know, hopefully a, a goal helps him, you know, change uh, that around, too. But, you know, I, I think he seems to be a bit disappointed in himself. And, and that's, I think, how his game is being reflected. And I know he scored that last-minute penalty against Reno, but... I feel like that wasn't that wasn't satisfactory to him because, you know, it was just a penalty kick. And I'm sure, you know, he wants to go back to actually, you know, scoring goals that don't come from uh, penalty kicks, too. So that's what I'm sensing. I don't know if uh, you're also seeing that in in Cameron, too. Uh,
2: I mean, Cameron's just he's just trying to find a way he's lost. He lost the armband. He looks he lost his starting place. He's just not the same player that that it was that was there last year, and you can start to see towards the end of the year last year this, this decline started to happen a little bit, and it's it hopefully gets better. But you know, back to San Diego, you know, how happy are you guys with the result that you got? You know, is it what was the conversation like? What did Landon have to say after the match to to you guys as it relates to the effort and what's expected of the team?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't get a chance to talk to him a one-on-one. They don't really have it available for us. Like just because of social distancing, like we can chat through like an app and stuff like that. And that's just not my thing. So <laughs> I just would rather just, you know, talk about it on our, on our podcast, which airs Wednesday at seven thirty. 30. There's a little plug there. Um, I know you guys have one at the same time too. So, um, what uh, I heard from Landon, on uh, I heard on another podcast, on the Unnamed Soccer podcast, they did a halftime um, interview with him and he said, you know, we're just a pr- improving every day and, you know, they practice the same things, like they're doing what they practice, they're just not executing in the final third. So um, what I heard from that is a very even keeled. Uh, response and to the result and not a super, uh, I guess he would be more disappointed if they dropped points completely, like completely, you know, and lost. Um, and I think towards the end, there was an opportunity for Sacramento to potentially, you know, score and uh, you know, we would have lost all, th- you know, even that one point. Um, so I think from a fan's perspective, at least from my perspective, um, you know, we've been saying for the last three matches, like they need to score more if they're going to stay at top. But we're still at top. Right. And we just have to compete with um, Phoenix and then obviously Orange County because they're they look they look to be scoring more goals than us, Um, you know. So we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> we play uh Vegas on Saturday. So I don't know if that will put us in a better position to score more goals and get three points. Um I'm expecting three points uh for a road win. Um but right now we're we're undefeated on the road, so I wonder if we can keep that up.
0: <laughs> you know what one thing I wanted uh to, to say about this game too is that I was a bit disappointed in the fact that we only saw one player actually be subbed in. And that was, you know, our, our, our podcast, Magic, uh, Billion Bijev, Subbed mm-hmm. in for Darius uh, Romella. But I feel like in a game where, true, you know, we got two yellow cards towards the end. But before that, we had some players that were carded. And, and just in general, in, in, a, in a game that, you know, we had to travel, uh, I feel like Coach should have done the three subs could have probably helped, maybe not, who knows, of course, you know, it, it could have still been the same uh, outcome, but I feel like when you're out playing a game away, you cannot just do one sub, and I feel like he could have done at least one more sub, I feel like it would have been interesting to have seen uh, Roro come in, uh, BRL too, definitely I think would have maybe given a different uh, game to the midfield too, and so I think he, he needs to, like, again, at least do three subs. I know we, there's the five-sub role. He can actually do more, but we need to, at a bare minimum, do three subs whenever we're playing, especially uh an away game as well. So I, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are because San Diego actually did do their three subs. And so I feel like, that again, that could have made a difference We because we, we don't know. But uh, I feel like if we have players that have fresh legs, then there's a higher chance of, you know, being able to, to make a bigger difference. Again, maybe he could have subbed out, uh, again, uh, one of our carded players because we had two carded players that weren't carded towards the end of the game. And uh, that would have helped because they were at risk of getting a red card. You know, for all we know, they could have gotten a red card. And then, uh, you know, we would have been talking about a different scenario with those uh, unused subs. But I don't know, what, what were your guys' thoughts on on a, in general, I guess a coach just doing one sub, especially for an away game.
1: I think um, for me, I am. Um, if you have the depth and you have the opportunity to use the subs, you need to use them for fresh legs. Um, just like you said, with the uh, you know two players on yellow, you run the risk of them exiting and then affecting the outcome of the game. So my non-biased response is yes, use the subs. And my bias response is good, (laughs) because you never know what would have happened. Um, And maybe they would have scored a goal because you have someone fresh coming in. Um, But I don't know if that speaks to the travel, like if people were not well rested, um, you know, with the with the canceled games on on Wednesday, did they get enough? you know, was that like kind of messed up someone someone's mental mentality to like play a game? Um, you know, traveling and then did everyone come down that needed to come down um, for, you know, the best result. I don't know because you guys know that team, but, uh, you know, it, I would, if I were, if the tables were turned, I'd be wondering why that was not happening. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's disappointing. I mean, you you given five subs, you use one doesn't really help make a difference. In the end, who's to say those other four couldn't have come in? and played a different role. The the bench is deep for the Republic. It's not as deep with the Loyal, but they're able to use those players um, and kind of puzzle piece it. Once they have more time in the league, Landon will have the squad that he wants, that, he, that he's confident in. Uh, but right now, it's like you had four subs to use. You should have used them. I care less if you roll out the guys on yellow, but you definitely put in people who um, can give you a spark, energize the team, lift it a little bit, whether it's through the midfield or up front. Because in the end, you walk away with one point each, you left one on the field, nobody gets that one, just goes away, and you're hurting. So, you know, our friends at 538, they make those uh, wonderful predictions, right? The the, the predictions of who's going to win. I found it interesting to hear and see. So San Diego, who's right now top of the group with 11 points, has a 3% chance to win the group and 13% chance to take second in the group which leads to a 16% chance to make the playoffs. So now if you take that into consideration and you look at what they're doing, right, obviously these are, these are stats that they've spent a lot of time looking at um, Phoenix rising, obviously 72 to 21 Orange County, 1844. Um, so you'll, you'll, you'll see how, how this works out, but it would be interesting. I would love for uh, cause Orange County only has five points and they're sitting you know, with I think they have one game extra now because of the Sacramento game, and they have to play Sacramento. So who knows what happens? So San Diego has to has to win out or at least take points from the rest of their matches in order for those percentages to go up.
1: Yeah, they're they're two games back, I think.
2: So I don't know.
1: They're like two games down, so that's why they're giving them a little bit more points or a chance to win, I guess. Well, matches played, no three. So we've played six, and they've played three. So three, three so
2: they matches. Have three. After yeah, the end the
1: end. but they that means they have if they could win all three of those, they're like top, top. But okay. that's one of them. One of them is like versus us, so I don't think that's gonna happen next <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> no, we'll see. It's it's a home match. Um it's loyal versus OCS OCSC, whatever you want to call it. Um yeah, I don't know. Um we got to score more goals. It's cool to be at the top, but like we said, like we've been saying both of us about each of our clubs respectively.
2: I like the Warren Smith cup is uh more mm-hmm. than a cup. It's actually an action <laughs> item now where both teams right? are finding it hard to find the back of the net. So mm-hmm. who knows? I would love to have the opportunity to play another match against the loyal um, just mm-hmm. to see, you know, what happens and see what changes they make. But until uh until they do that next year or the year mm-hmm. after, the year after that, whenever we get back to playing soccer. I'll just have to watch <laughs> from afar yeah. and pick in my loyal. So <laughs> yeah. did we miss anything? I mean it was um, it was it wasn't a very eventful match. I think the most <laughs> eventful thing was the challenges on the keeper. <laughs> but uh did I did we miss something?
1: No, I mean uh Clementa playing against his own former club. I don't know how you guys took that out.
2: Good player, a solid player, solid defender. Mm-hmm. Probably, I think in the, one of the preseason games, your guys' first game of the year, he was the MVP of that match. He was able to to hold the back end, the back line up, and mm-hmm. he does that. He's consistent. He he knows how to. He's very smart. He's very clean with his with his challenges and and the ball movement. I you know for him, yes, it's kind of a it's bittersweet, right? You're going up against a team that essentially said, yeah, you can go wherever you want. We're not we're not worried about it. Mm -hmm. And then he gets, he gets an opportunity to come back. Would like to, to see, to see him, you know, have a good game. And he did. And that was, that was the end of that.
1: Yeah. um, uh, Joe Greenspan was out with the minor lower, they said lower half injury. So I don't know what that means. Um, But my guess is that, you know, since he was so good um, in the back and he's going to be really a big force for our upcoming matches, um, versus uh, v- Vegas. I don't know if he's, he'll start then, but like definitely versus Orange County because they score a lot of goals. Um, well, they have, I don't know. We'll see what they do versus us, but, you know, save him, save his legs, save his, you know, his match fitness and stuff like that. Because, you know, he was, he got hurt that first match back in March too. So luckily he was able to recover. So we'll see. Um and I'm glad that we have a defense as opposed to like my uh you know some of my my EPL club you know for a while didn't have a defense so <laughs> it's nice to see
0: yeah I, I think Emra is a was a good addition to to Loyal I mean he he has so much experience uh he he was with the Republic twice uh uh he he jumped over to the LA Galaxy senior team I think he played a couple of matches there uh, w- with the team as well and then he was with reno too for i think for about a season or two so we have played against them before too so maybe maybe he he's gotten used to that before because he's actually mm-hmm. uh been on the opposite end before but mm-hmm. he, he's really experienced i mean uh, if uh i had to remember uh, as the game was going on i know our our friend rebel uh from the podcast uh He he, uh, tweeted out that uh, that Embra had actually been in in so many clubs, you know, in California that at this point, he's pretty much been throughout the state because he actually started in, I think it's a a semi-pro team in the the Bay Area. I think they're known as the Ambassadors uh, or something Mm -hmm. like that. And then uh, he jumped and I believe after that, or maybe he jumped to another team and then he went to Sacramento. And then, of course, uh, went down to LA and then Reno and then uh, he was with uh, with you guys too. So, I mean, at this point, he's been pretty much everywhere except maybe really up north. And so if he picks up a team in like Reading, then he's actually been in every single <laughs> section of uh, of California too. Or I guess you could probably add a team in the Central Valley too if you want to also yeah. give him a, a team there as well. So I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised maybe when he, he's closer to retiring, but... But yeah, he's he's a good defender, and I think one that you can count on. And mm-hmm. I think if I'm not mistaken, he I know he had the armband. I don't know how many games with the Republic, but at one point he had the the armband too. So that that says a lot.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, Marissa, we really appreciate you taking the time to to jump on with us this evening. Uh, we mm-hmm. hope that you uh, you guys have a good show Wednesday, and that your season uh, looks looks brighter, and some goals can start happening. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I, I am little can't even say anything. I'm like, oh, it's like almost my bedtime. Sold. Um, no, I I hope the same for us. Uh, we'll see what happens on Saturday, and then we have three matches in the next uh, twelve days, so thirteen days. So we'll see how that. And then next time we come on, maybe or you guys come on ours. I don't know. We'll see how <laughs> we'll that turns out. out. <laughs>
0: Well, hopefully we you. see you guys in the playoffs too oh, there's a yeah. chance there's a possibility so you're nah, kinda, chance. i feel like if if we make it i feel like there's a good chance hopefully yeah. we'll see who's first and who's second but yeah <laughs> all
2: right marissa well thank you so much and we wish you guys the best and and good luck on again good luck wednesday on the show and thank good luck you. the rest of the season for the loyal
1: all right thank you see you guys later yeah.
2: have a all good right.
0: night thanks marissa Bye. good night
2: so Marissa was uh, brought to you by the Makuni Dreamline. Check them out today at makunisushi.com or download their app available in the App Store or Google Play. Great way to get your sushi fix. They'll rest on closed. I don't think they're doing patio seating or outdoor seating. So pre-order, get in the door, tell Taro and Genie, we say hi and get it today at makunisushi.com. Well, so besides uh, that washed up loyal game, at snooze fest. We also had a, a game that was a game until 30 minutes before the game. And then the game was called off, man, you know, it, it's disappointing. I, I, I know it wasn't any of our players or any of the orange County players that were sick. It was based off of, you know, the instance that happened, uh, with Los dos, that probably their whole first team, all eight guys, uh, a whole number of eight, I think, maybe more got diagnosed after the match with covid but my question is, is why would you play that match doing the same circumstances right you you got people who are diagnosed with covid you just played reno player on reno or somebody on the staff diagnosed with covid and then you cancel a game after that so why wouldn't you cancel why wouldn't they have canceled the los dos game but they they didn't they played on but they canceled the oc uh, orange county game
0: yeah, I had the same exact question too, because we, we did fi- find out that that player or against staff member in Reno had, had tested positive. And uh, yeah, I mean it's there's a lot of question marks I think and in, in this topic and and I think it's always maybe difficult to, to know what, what you can do right, what you can do wrong. And, and I'm sure Orange County was probably not okay with playing, especially after um hearing that news too. So it's something that unfortunately we're probably going to be seeing uh, more often than not in uh, these next couple matches. And I, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect some teams a lot because now uh, the team hasn't been able to say when this match is going to be played. And looking at the schedule, I'm not too sure when they're going to schedule this match. Uh, if anything, it's just going to postpone, I guess, playoff time uh if if that does happen uh that's the only thing i could really see because i mean as of now playoffs would probably start guessing the second week of october if uh everything went as planned but only thing i guess they can really do is just postpone it until maybe mid-october maybe end of october if more matches keep uh getting moved around too but it's gonna affect the teams a lot though
2: yeah so um, you know, if you haven't heard the audio, here's the audio from uh, Ben Gumpert, speaking to the media uh, after the cancellation.
3: We received news just very uh, very short time ago uh, that a previous opponent we had played uh, tested positive. Um, and so even though we've undergone uh, all the correct protocols and and continue to and did not receive any any positive tests on our team, uh, as well as OC. Uh, again, in the abundance of caution, that's something that we are going to continue to uphold. Uh, we decided to postpone the game. We were in consultation over the last hour with uh, UC Davis Health, with league health experts, uh, of course, with Orange County, as well as as well as, um, other members of the league, uh, and made this call together. Everyone um, together felt this was the right decision, uh, the safest decision, and that's what we're going to do. We're excited to welcome Orange County back uh, when it is safe for everyone to play. Uh, we will continue to follow all the protocols uh, necessary because health uh, continues to be the number one priority. Uh, we knew that this was a possibility. Uh, and that's why we have these protocols in place. And we put those protocols uh, in action and, and made this call. Uh, so we're sorry uh, for our fans that don't get to watch uh, a match tonight. I know. Uh, from all the texts and emails and notes I've been getting, uh, there's a lot of excitement around it. Uh, but this is the world we live in, and we need to be humble. We will continue to be, um, and keep the right things in mind, and we will continue to do that as well.
2: I, I agree with his with his idea. You got to do for the health and safety of the players. Some of the questions that were asked, you know, what does this mean? Doesn't really give us a, an answer. Yes, I understand he's working with his partners um, with UC Davis Health to come up with the proper, you know, conclusion and and purpose and reasoning. But in the end, it's, you know, my question would be why, you know, he answered it, but my question would be, why would you not have canceled the Los Dos game uh, or rescheduled that game after uh, Reno? So all all interesting tidbits that come from it, Um, you know, there's more to learn. We'll, We'll figure it out. This is a difficult time. We're all trying to adjust and learn from what's going on around us. So this is just one of those instances. Yeah, it was, you know, a 10-minute car ride to to get to the stadium. I used a little bit of gas. But in the end, I would rather have our players healthy and safe than have to deal with that um, potential issue of COVID because we, we've seen what it can do to people. So, you know, proper right decision, I think. Um, would it have been nice had they come out with it sooner? Yeah, definitely. Half hour before the match on ESPN+. Plus. You're essentially telling everybody, okay, the game is canceled, and they did that with the Kings too. I think the Kings and Pelicans, um, mm-hmm. when when COVID came out or when COVID first uh, started canceling games, um, you know they did that with the Kings, where everybody was just like deflated, right? So it's a it's definitely something that's on the back of everybody's mind. Be safe, right? Do what's right, and this was that. So kudos to uh, Ben in the front office and the rest of the uh, club, put putting safety first instead of trying to expose or, or risk mm-hmm. um, a bigger issue. So um, I commend that. I think that was awesome.
0: Yeah, it, it was the, the good move for them. And, and it, you know, it always makes us happy to see that the team is looking out for the players, uh, looking out for you guys too. the media, people that are actually there at the stadium, though, because, you know, you might not have that much like interaction, but you just never know. Right. Like who can have it, of course, anytime you go out. And so that, that was good. But I, I would agree with you on that note, too. The thing that I didn't like, too, was that they could have announced it before. Uh, at the same time, I guess we don't really know when they found out about this, too, or how fast the, the news spread. But I'm not sure. I mean, unless, like, the, the people at the lab are working nonstop, 24 hours, giving results uh, at 7 p.m., then that, that might be uh, acceptable that they just found out. Uh, but if we were to find out that maybe it was something that was already known a couple hours before, then yeah, it probably would have been, uh, good to let everyone know we're going to postpone this match. And, and not just, I guess, for everyone that was there, but also looking at like Orange County, in fact they came in, uh, a couple of buses to, I think you were saying like two buses, uh, came down to, uh. We haven't heard from our uh, co-host set on on what happened on on that note, if they even got off the bus or not. I know, John, you were telling me that once you arrived, uh, the buses were already starting to head out, and you just thought, oh, it's probably just the bus driver trying to go park elsewhere or maybe go grab a bite or something. But it's it's those things, you know? And I think it's – I maybe would have been more mad had it been our team actually traveling because – now your players are, you know, out for a couple of days and, and it, it's, it's affecting them because it's not a day where they can actually be active. Essentially, they, they just spent uh, at least 10 hours just out on the road, uh, not training. And that always, that always puts, you know, a lot of work into you, even though you're not actually working out. But just sitting down on a bus for 10 hours uh, is, can, you know, put, put a lot of pressure on you as, as an active player.
2: So, you know, we, we move on. It's it's a game, right? Everybody's healthy. We were able to play our next match against Loyal, Drew, nil-nil. And then we move on to this Saturday. We get Portland Timbers 2. Now, Portland Timbers two has not had a good run since the return of the the USL and coming back. They have lost three matches. The score, the combined score is 11-1. to 1. The one goal coming against Reno in their loss on Wednesday. So we are playing a team that not only has a hard time scoring goals, but gives up a lot. Their opening match, they lost 6-1 to 1 to Phoenix. Then coming back from our our hiatus, uh, 3-0 lost to Tacoma, who we tied 3-3 before that. Lost 4-1 to Reno, who we beat 1-0. And then they played Tacoma again and lost 4-0. So um, I'm expecting that we can find the back of the net this uh, this Saturday, <laughs> I hope. I hope I haven't jinxed it. But they uh, 538 gives them a 1% chance to win the group, 8% chance to take second, and a, 9, a whopping 9% chance to make the playoffs. And obviously that's not going to happen because of goal differential at this point. So you just got to hope that they have the ability to come back it's difficult, right? You, you've only scored two goals. Um, you, you give up more. And that was what we said in the beginning of the, of, of coming back when we did our group a, um, conversation, we talked about Portland averaging four goals a game last year. Um, in the end scoring 65 conceding 71. Well, they're already on, on, on record for average of four goals a game right now, just not for them. So, It'll be interesting to see uh,
0: what happens with that squad. Yeah, and and I think to, to our advantage, and again, if the team does take advantage of this team and doesn't end up uh, surprising us on Saturday, we do play this team four times, uh, twi- twice at home, uh, twice away at uh, Portland. And so they need to take advantage of that. This is the weakest team in the group. This is the team that... All of the other three teams are going to try and like raise their uh, goal differential, and so it might come down to like how many goals did you score against Portland defines whether you actually make it to the playoffs or not. Uh, as as you know, far fetched as that might seem, it might actually come down to that because this team is giving up so many goals, and and it's making I think uh, a lot of things be uh, determined in this group, and so team is going to have to go out not just to get a 1-0 win, but to really try and score as much as you can because this team has shown that you know th- their defense is not working right. And I would also add, which this could be why they're not doing as good. I mean, Portland is still alive in the MLS's back uh, cup. They're playing a semifinals. So this team is not counting with some of those players that could have been playing for t T2 that would have been uh, coming from the first team, so really critical that they take advantage of that because there's a possibility we might see a different uh, Timbers two uh, as soon as the game after uh, this weekend, especially if uh, if the first Timbers team doesn't make it to the final. And so they're going to have to take advantage of this again. It's it's an away game at uh, Portland, and they need to put as much goals as they can. And I would also say like this could if it works out good and the team pulls out a really good victory, this is going to be a huge motivator for the team. And this could really help us out, especially because, you know, after this match, we're going to play another away game at Reno. It's going to be a midweek game. So there's going to be a lot of travel involved between that. And it is going to be a tough game at Reno. And then after that, we go back home to play against Tacoma, which has been playing pretty good. I mean, they just beat, again, 4-0. Uh, timbers right now a couple of minutes ago and so it's going to be a critical match they have to win this if we don't win this i might i might sound too drastic right now but if they don't win this match we might be out of the playoffs so early on to say it but if you don't beat the weakest team in your group then it's gonna be a rough road ahead because you got again you gotta travel to Reno. And then you have to play against Tacoma, which again is improving their game. They they tied against us, and now they beat Portland 4-0. This team might be much better too than than we um, previously uh, encountered too. So it's going to yeah, be a gotta, critical one.
2: Got to win. Um, I know coach is going to be harping on the guys about staying on, staying focused, right? Work on the little things. Spend some time finishing. Lots of time finishing, probably a whole practice of finishing um, yeah. going uh, forward. That's, and that's, you know, that's the one thing we're missing right now. We're just not able to finish. I was a little disappointed that we didn't get our 20 plus shots like we had the previous few games <laughs> uh, with an, now 11. But it was interesting to hear, you know, Ash, you know, still kind of learning that position. Marissa talking about it um, with with Mark kind of trying to build him up. Hey, go, go, go pass. Right. So. It's almost from hearing what Marissa was saying and, and you know being at the games being at trainings um, I hope that we're not going backwards I really do, but i I think we are kind of going backwards we're spending so much time worried about finishing that we're we're losing the focus and the attention to detail for the buildup and so I hope that's not the case that the buildup still continues and we are still able to find ways and and lanes to, to pass but i really hope we're not going backwards because i feel like i feel like we might be doing just that and it needs to stop we need to get we need to get results we're not giving up the one point or two points we're taking all three
0: yeah especially because you know like i said before it's a tough group i mean right now we're sitting at third place after uh tacoma's uh win against uh, timbers right now and Again, if we don't win this next match, these two teams, uh, Tacoma and Reno, are going to start moving far from us. Uh, Reno does have a game in hand, too, uh, sitting at nine points, whereas uh, uh, Tacoma has seven points at just a, a point uh, ahead of us, too. But these teams are going to start moving away, too. And that first spot, if we don't beat Reno in the direct matchup that we have against them, and or in I should say in the uh next three matches that we have against them then they're gonna take first place i mean that that's how this new format is if you don't beat the teams in your group especially i mean if you can't beat them at least twice then they're probably gonna take first place um uh, unless you get lucky or the other teams or timbers beats reno which it seems highly unlikely that timbers would even uh, get a win there but it's gonna be important They can't let any more uh, points uh, go away because, it's again, it's a short season. And the moment your two or even the first-place rival starts moving ahead, all you can compete now for is a second spot. And we want to, of course, qualify, whether it's first or second. But you do also have to consider that if you finish in second, you're probably going to get Phoenix or Orange County in the playoffs. And that is not a good way to start your playoff run. So it's definitely something that they need to think about too and and not just qualify just to qualify and and just get the second spot, but really try to raise your game, literally, um, and and try to grab that first spot. And like we've been saying in the previous weeks, we have a team that can accomplish that. Uh, It's just a matter of them starting to score goals because at this point we only have uh five goals scored in five matches and it's not good you can't just score a, have an average of just one goal per per a match because usually uh one goal is not going to always get you a win it's kind of hard to get a 1-0 win in fact because you know the, you'd have to have a really good um defense out back that blocked everything pretty much you know and helped uh, get that no and so Again, it's going to be critical that, that we get that win on Saturday. And uh, we're just uh, hoping for that. Uh, I did want to say, and I don't know if you might know more about how they figured out their calendars or whatnot, but there are some er, like uh, irregular things that I noticed uh, comparing our schedule with Reno. Not to say that like Reno has a big advantage just because of that, but I did um, find that Reno is actually playing uh, lights twice. They they played they won uh, one nil on uh, Saturday, but I found that interesting that that they get to play against uh, a Group B team twice, whereas we only played once against you know Loyola, uh, Los Dos, and then you know our, our um, postponed game against Orange County. But I just thought it was interesting that they get to play the lights twice, being that. We've all known the lights tend to be a weaker side, and it's reflected right now. They only have one point in their group uh, from three matches, and and whatnot. And so, I don't know. I think that's a bit unfair because you're not having everyone play against the same squads the same number of times, and I feel like that's that's a big like negativity from uh, the USL. I think in figuring out this this calendar because. They could have very well made it just one match, made it where Republic also plays the lights, and then we got a first scenario. Whether whether it's away or home, it doesn't matter. But they're still playing against the same matches or against the same uh, uh, teams. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I just found that to be like not not fair because you can't really judge the teams right now at that point.
2: Yeah, they did it based off of uh, location, right? So if you think about it, we played every team in California. And so we play, you know, that's kind of how they did it. They wanted to keep those, those intact. So it was a little thing about the travel playing an in-state rival conversation. Um, Yes, it's unfair because they get to beat up on the lights and take three points each way, but in the end, it's still soccer. Anything can happen. It's crazy. Um, You know, yeah, I'm disappointed by it, but that's the way they want to do the schedule, create more rivalries, create more opportunity to play. So that's what we got.
0: Yeah, no, it's just a matter of uh, seeing the team differently. And and I think, again, it's going to be a big motivator if Republic gets the win on Saturday to play at Reno. Because if they don't win, they're going to struggle on that game on midweek, too, because essentially they're going to travel to Portland and then I don't know if they're going to go back to Sacramento, but I feel like they should right away go from Portland to Reno from there. Don't go back to Sacramento. Don't. Like, or unless you need, unless I'm not, I'm not seeing like a map now of maybe they would have to go back anyway. uh, If that's maybe the the shorter route, but if you don't have to go back to Sacramento, I say just go to Reno, start getting prepped for that game because you're only gonna have like three days, essentially three and a half days to to get ready for that game, and it's gonna be a tough one. It was a tough one the first game, and it's, it's gonna continue.
2: You still have to return for testing, so. You, you, mm-hmm. you have to come back because of the testing uh, that takes place. So we'll see. So Saturday uh, matches against Portland Timbers two on ESPN plus check it out there. Uh, hopefully the, the results uh, will be a positive one and we can, we can start getting it on the right foot. We know Mark Briggs and the team wants to get a win as they do every time out. It's just a matter of, uh, I know you say you want to win. Now you actually got to win and it's getting to that time. Otherwise there's going to be things happening. So, with that being said, uh, check out our partner, the California Storm. You can check them out at calstormsoccer.com or on Twitter and Instagram at CalStormSoccer. And on Facebook, check them out as well, California Storm. You can find them. Uh, they've been doing a lot of videos lately, Louis. I don't know if you saw the one today that was released of Abby Fangold uh, in her new, uh, her new goalkeeper kit with the new gloves that uh, Puma, their, their sponsor, uh, supplied them kind of a cool little uh thing I'm, I'm excited to uh to see some of the merch they come out with and and what it will look like
0: yeah it's always you know great when you have a new uh sponsor on your jersey too and and whatnot and it's it's great to to see them already you know having the, the gear from puma and can't wait for that jersey uh, i'm just getting ready to buy it and so hopefully it comes out soon because i want to start actually uh wearing it on shows and uh and, you know, sporting my first uh, California Storm jersey. So we're, we're anxiously waiting for that moment. <laughs> so you guys can also check out our website, SACTownFC.com. You guys can listen to all of our episodes on there if you choose not to listen to our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And that's another uh, alternative as well. Uh, you can also check out the Soccer pool section. That section is uh, ran by Becca and Seth. They write about all things uh, soccer going on in the community, going on in the world as well. And so uh, not too sure what the next topic will be on just yet, but, you know, be on the lookout in our social media uh, when they do publish their next article. Uh, recently, they were writing about the NWSL Challenge Cup, and uh, we will wait and find out what our next uh topic uh, will be too as well so please uh, check out our social media to find out when uh, they have a new article up you can also find out more about our squadron which is our supporters group Um, we offer different uh, perks uh, different perks that put you behind the scenes of our uh, podcast recording also might get you a shout out from someone we interview on the podcast or maybe even get you on the podcast so you can ask them the question yourself as well too. So uh, please check that out. Uh, It's on patreon.com slash SACTownFC. You can also find a direct link uh, on our homepage as well too. So we invite you to check that out and join the squadron today and uh, help support our podcast and also our uh, shows on our FC network. And uh, thank you uh, to everyone who has joined that as well. We also have uh, scarves. They've been out for a couple of weeks now. Uh, You guys can uh, find those also on our homepage and also on Uh, roughneckscarves.com. There's a a tab uh, or a section uh, for other, and you guys can find uh, our scarf there. Um, $24.95 comes with free shipping and also comes with a free scarf hanger. Uh, It's a really cool scarf, really uh, good material as uh, Scarves does always uh produce and it is a summer style scarf so perfect time to sport it right now in the summer uh, so you don't have to you know sport one of the more uh cotton scarves that might not be appropriate for this time but definitely when it gets uh cold as well but summer scarves are good for any time of the year it doesn't have to be summer you can still wear it you know during the winter time uh and so maybe put it put it uh in front of your uh more thicker scarf that we could still uh, sport it and still be uh, warm at the same time so please check that out and uh, thank you to everyone who's ordered one and please feel free to share your pictures with us if you do order one and we will uh, repost them on our social media so that's all we have for today's episode special thanks to this community
2: of awesome people for taking the time to join us each and every week we started this as a hobby with the goal to give people more coverage And have found ourselves growing to talk about everything in soccer and we couldn't have done it without the amazing support from each and every one of you. And to that we say, thank you and cheers until next time. Have a good evening, everybody. Cheers.
0: Have a good night, everyone. Thank you.